This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, before we get started, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to have host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stickter, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all this for only $15 a month, same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or just have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. Hey, Steeler Nation. This is Jordan. Morgan. And Samantha. Of the Yinzers Podcast. And you're listening to the SteelerNation.com podcast. Hello, Steeler Nation. I'm your host, G Stryker, and welcome to your SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. Today, I am happy to invite fellow Steeler Nation writers and podcasters, Jordan DeFiggio, Morgan Erzo, and Samantha James from the now viral Yinzers podcast. Welcome to the show, ladies. How's everybody doing today? Hey. So good. Hi. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I know, right? So I've good. I've called viral before. That was <laughs> no. Well, but it was an incredible first show. I mean, you had Juju's mom on the first show, and... It looks like, like I watched it. All of you guys had a great time. It looked like you were all relaxed, having a fun conversation. The dialogue was excellent. So how fun was it to interact with, with Sammy Schuster, uh, Toa Schuster? It was amazing. I mean, she is like a light in this world. I swear. Like her energy is contagious. She is super positive and at the same time, just real. It's not, it doesn't feel fake interacting with her. You know what you see is what you get. Um, and she, I don't know. I loved it. She was amazing. She had insight. Yeah. And Sam, how'd you feel on the show? Yeah. I don't think we could have asked for a better first guest than Sammy. Like, yeah, again, just her positivity, her energy. She keeps it real. It's fucking football. Yep. (laughs) 
And Jordan, you were running the show too. I mean, obviously you've run the podcast here as well, doing an excellent job being the host and, and, and doing everything. But for the first podcast, everything looked smooth. It was awesome. It looked like you even got to have some fun doing it. Cause I know it's tough from the hosting perspective to have a little bit yeah. of fun as well. Yeah. It, it was great. And for me, having, having a dialogue like that with the mom of an NFL player who is typically at the center of a lot of nationwide scrutiny really did bring it full circle kind of that perspective of humanizing him even more because it is so so easy to look at players as one-dimensional but to hear it from his mom's perspective how but she was honest and kind and gracious and it was really just a delightful delightful conversation and it was your first podcast and the incredible aspect of it obviously was juju showing up at the end of the podcast with his dog bougie i mean it was really a fun show samantha i know you're a huge juju fan you've got the juju socks was this planned for him to be on the podcast did you expect it or was this just a surprise um it never crossed my mind like it never crossed my mind that juju would even be there with Sammy um so no I didn't think it was a possibility I kind of hoped that this would be like maybe a stepping stone to that yeah um so yeah definitely shocked Mm -hmm. and Morgan it was it it, was it a surprise to you as well so Jordan and I were on a little early yeah and um before we started recording Juju came by in the background and was like hey and like (laughs) popped in and then bounced and I was like wait like (laughs) where are you going um but yeah, that was incredible. I had no hopes for that to happen whatsoever. I was like, oh, like maybe Sammy can like vet us. Yeah. And once she tells Juju, like we're cool, then maybe someday, like year down the road, I never anticipated in my life that that would happen. And I was happy that he came on because right now he's still, he's still a stealer until the start of free agency, which is mid-March. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm hoping he would come back if there's ever a free agent to come back because he's such a great influence and a positive influence, even though he's getting negative press on social media, which I think is completely irrational. Thank you very much, Samantha, for for championing that champion championing that cause that, about the irrational hatred in Pittsburgh for Juju Smith-Schuster. So, I mean, I don't even really understand where it comes from because he's just works his tail off every game game in and game out and does whatever he can to make this team better. So how do you deal with that personally, Samantha, when you're on social media and you have to defend Juju? Um, I mean, it's a very specific group of people that hate Juju and they're yeah. literally now the, I hate Juju more fan club. It does not. I mean, he can donate to charity and they're like, well, he has to do that. Or he, he didn't it's even tax right off. Yeah. Yes. It's Whatever. a tax. Like he can't even donate to charity properly now. So it's yeah. just, it doesn't matter what he does at this point, they're going to villainize him. And so, um, again, it's those same people are usually attacking you too for being a woman and having an opinion. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Exactly. Yeah. I was actually hoping that that group of people did not pick up our story for this. Cause I was like, I do not want to be arguing with those <laughs> men all day. But I will, I definitely <laughs> will. I'll put that there. but yeah, I, you just got to take it with a grain of salt. Like you wake up every day and just choosing to hate and be miserable come on yeah and you don't understand how proud and excited i am for the three of you there are tons of men out there 
talking about Steelers podcasts. I mean, men talking sports are a dime a dozen, but now we have, we're offering this unique perspective that is vastly underrepresented. And that's the female fans perspective, especially the female fanatics perspective. And how do you feel about being pioneers for an all female podcast? And I'll start with you, Jordan. It's crazy to me, first of all, that those words would even be used to describe me in particular. All of us obviously have had different experiences in the sports world, but I, I've always been an avid sports fan. And growing up, I was the weird, goofy tomboy kid uh-huh. who wasn't really taken seriously because I just was a little odd, but I always had to go the extra mile to prove that I knew what I was talking about because Mm. I was a girl and not only that, but I was like the, the dweeby looking girl. So Mm. people people would kind of just write me off and I would feel like, no, no, but listen, like, I know what I'm talking about. Seriously. Yeah. And now that I've kind of settled into adulthood and, and found myself and my voice, I don't necessarily feel the, the need to respond to that kind of thing, Yeah. but it's still there to that kind of pressure. That's like, but you're a woman. So you have to make sure that you don't slip up because you're a woman. And to be able to have this platform to speak into the sports world and feel validated mm-hmm. in my takes and in my words and in my opinions on, on what's going on across the leagues, even mm-hmm. it's, it's just incredible. And it just blows my mind because I never anticipated being in a spot like this where yeah. other people would be hearing my voice at all, mm-hmm. to be quite honest, but also be to also have that opportunity to speak into other people's lives and encourage them that their voices do matter and that there's room for all of our voices. Nice. Morgan, do you feel the same way or you have things to add? I mean, Jordan said it so perfectly. I, yeah, I think did. as women who care about sports to the extent that we do mm-hmm. and have a genuine interest in it, we're used to people kind of expecting, waiting for us to mess up. Mm. Like I, as a reporter, that was my biggest fear. Yep. And that's what I struggled with the most was if I screw up, like I'm going to get so much backlash for this. They're going to tell me I don't belong. They're going to tell me to get a new Mm. job, tell me to leave this work to someone who knows what they're talking about. And Mm. I, Jordan, I'm so happy that you're in a place where you don't feel like you have to prove that I'm not there yet. And I'm Mm. 33 years old. And Mm. like, I, my boyfriend gets mad at me all the time because he's like, you don't have to prove that, you know, anything to anyone. Like Mm -hmm. you owe that to everybody. Yeah. And I'm starting to realize that. And like working with people like Jordan and Sam, like it helps me because those are two girls who you could, they don't give an flying F what you think. Yeah. Like I promise you, but they know they're, they know what they're talking about. And I know that I do too. And so it's kind of, as a woman, you, you're so, you're so scared to mess up, but at the same time, you know, yourself, you know, what, you know, 
and we just want to share it. And we want other women to feel the same. Like, don't be afraid to share your opinions and your takes because yeah, yeah, there's going to be people who don't like it, but they don't matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Sam, do you feel the same way as well? Yeah. I mean, hundred percent, there's always going to be, I mean, for me personally on my Twitter, even I know when I tweet anything, um, again, there's a group of people that follow me just waiting for me to say something. It's like, I might as well just say what I want to anyways, because you're here regardless. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can either tweet what I want and what are my feelings and do you need to validate them? No, because those are my feelings and those are my thoughts. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's a funny place, I guess, being a woman sports fan at times because you just know that comes with the territory and mm-hmm. you wish that it didn't because there are people like how Morgan said she's just now starting to feel comfortable and there's women that maybe never will feel comfortable enough to voice what their actual opinions are they're just going to kind of copy what everyone else says because they think that's safe yeah and they may know more than what they're even saying and the cool thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers though just to extend this a bit to give you ladies a little bit more confidence is it's amazing to me on how many qualified women are reporting specifically on the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got, you know, Aditi Kinkabwala, uh, that's, that's, you know, going straight from the team. You got Teresa Varley that, that works directly with the team. You got Missy Matthews. You've got Brooke Pryor. I mean, excellent, excellent. I mean, I follow all of them on Twitter and they give me all of my information. I don't need to follow anyone else to know exactly what's going on with the Steelers. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice. The Steelers are really on the pioneering edge of recognizing that women not only have a voice, but have can be at the forefront of delivering news and following these teams and getting the information out that needs to be to come out and it fuels the information for my podcast. So it's it's really nice to be able to have that kind of network involved with the Steelers. Hopefully they become guests on your show soon. And it's nice just to have that, um, at least to know that, hey, you know, we are being represented though, that from the fan perspective, you're 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 right. Men over over the quality of, of in sports conversations like to dominate conversations they think that they're always right in certain situations and it's important though that we all understand that we're all fanatics it's like i take i've been with jordan for a bit on the podcast i know she is just as into this team as i am and comes with a full uh complement of knowledge and information every time we sit down and chat so it's always a pleasure me- for me to sit down and talk and she know she knows I always talk her up every time i talk to her like strike or knock it off <laughs> but 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 she is i mean she's a and it's why you can even handle the podcast by yourself you don't even need me and my my old beard on these podcasts all the time it's i understand so much it's it's all i have now i'm going i'm going full kiesel i'm not even going to touch it anymore so <laughs> so Sports Illustrated, CBS Sports, Pittsburgh Radio, national publications are now quoting your podcast. How does it feel to have so much attention after your first podcast? I'll start with Sam. And you guys can just jump in. You don't have to wait for me to point to you. But So go ahead and Sam, I want to start with you first. Um, Mind-blowing. <laughs> Mind-blowing. Every time that I see another one pop up, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is real life. Yeah, I think... It was another one of those things where I wasn't really expecting Juju to hop on at all, but I had the thought maybe earlier in the day. And just like that, whenever he said, I haven't said that anywhere before, I thought, oh my shit, (laughs) 
<laughs> people are gonna people are gonna talk about this probably maybe will they i don't know so then whenever in our group chat we started like the first uh link came through for i think cbs was CBS. the first one to post yeah. it i was like oh my god it's happening it's happening i didn't actually think it was gonna happen but it is what <laughs> that's us like yeah. it, it was just insane. It was one of those like cerebral transcendent moments that just felt like I was watching the linear timeline of my life from 30,000 feet. And I was like, what the, what? When <laughs> you really like nailed it. Cause that's exactly how it, it was out of body. Yeah. It yep. still is every single time I see our podcast name anywhere that we didn't put out or someone else didn't put out like, or Steeler yeah. nation didn't put out. I'm like, what? Like I, it doesn't feel real. Like there've mm. been so many times that the three of us have texted each other. Like, is, is this real life? Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> we, we're one podcast in, we have haters, we have supporters. <laughs> yeah. We're on CBS sports. Like uh, I, what? It's and crazy. It, and it was funny too, because this your podcast launched at a time when our site was switching platforms so our site was down we weren't even able to write about this incredible podcast because there was like a 24-hour window there where we just did not have access to be able to even put up any 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 publications whatsoever but so cbs scoops us and like the fans scoops us and it's this this amazing energy around that first podcast which i was just it, it's the perfect way for us to be scooped on the only day that we were down and we couldn't put out any articles mm -hmm. right it still worked out though it worked so we found a way perfectly perfect like i had a story about us but us <laughs> <laughs> right we'll let them it should be that's <laughs> well, honestly how it should I be like, like everyone else should be talking about you you don't need to talk about yourself let everyone else talk about you well, well, now I'm talking about you, so I'm going to make you talk about yourselves. But <laughs> So as women in a largely male-driven sports world, you're going to be targets just because you're women, as we talked about before. But the reception is overwhelmingly positive. There were some negative interactions, and I was worried that with the success you, you were all going to see, that you'd see more attacks on social media. But what I was really excited to see was how well equipped the three of you were at handling the negativity on social media. I jumped on Facebook and I'm like, oh no, they didn't say that to my sisters. And I'm about ready to go and I start reading down and I see Samantha, I see Morgan. I'm like, well, I don't need to do anything. <laughs> so, so talk about what it's like to interact with people. I'll start with you, Morgan. Uh, just what it's like to inter interact with negativity on the inter internet, but still doing it with a positive spin and not getting down to their level. Yeah, that's the hardest part for me because yeah. I'm like Brandon at Steeler Nation always says like, I'm ready to throw hands at all times, 24 <laughs> seven, like, let's go. I'm uh -huh. ready. Yeah. I wake up, I choose violence. <laughs> Not true. But yeah. Um, yeah, I honestly, I don't, I don't know where that comes. I'm very argumentative, like by nature, I'm very opinionated. I'm very argumentative. I'm not afraid of confrontation. Mm -hmm. But that's part of it. But also, um, you know, my first job as a professional was on Capitol Hill. Yeah. Oh, I, wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I then was a sports reporter for about six years. And then mm. and now I work in aviation and mm. pilot training. And mm. so every single job I've had as a professional has been in a male dominated field where oh. I have people telling me like, what are you doing here? Like you, 
what do you, why, why are you here? So I've always felt like I have to stand up for myself and I'm always ready to stand up for myself and the people I care about. I have three little sisters. So I come yeah. from like a fiercely loyal, protective point of view all the time. And Yinzers and Sam and Jordan, like that's, yep. that's our baby. So yep. of course, like I'm going to, we're going to fight for it. And I've had men specifically, but I'm sure women too personally come at me on Twitter for my opinion or my looks or whatever. Yeah. Um, men think it's like very, very original to ask me how much my nose job costs. First of all, <sighs> over a decade ago, so I don't remember. And with inflation, it would probably be more expensive at this time. <laughs> right. Number two, if you want me to refer you to a plastic surgeon, all you have to do is ask. <laughs> right. Like, come on, man. Yeah. So whatever. Just another thing that you deal it's with. And Samantha, you're also a guru here at the internet and making sure that taking care of the trolls, what's, what's your key to handling them? I mean, yeah, my first like big experience with internet trolls was a tweet that I sent out in 2019, maybe. Uh -huh. um, I called the Browns fan. I said the Browns fan base was becoming the most annoying fan base on Twitter. And I literally got death threats. No, wow. Like, wow like, oh my god yeah i was like i've said way worse things than this like i don't know what it was about that specific tweet like <sighs> got to the right person and it you know it just spiraled but yeah it's it's crazy and so again that's where you just draw the line of like these people are literally insane mm. um, you have to take it with a grain of salt there were a couple reports i think that we read or some accounts this week that kind of twisted even what Juju had said. And it's like, yeah, you want to go to bat and be like, that's not what he said. And that's exactly inferred. And especially yeah, me, Jordan and Morgan, because we were the ones doing the interview. And like, for once we could be like per source and that source is us. So yeah. mm -hmm. yep. Colts because he has blue hair. Yes. Oh or, or the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I liked you guys at least yeah. <laughs> making fun of him since it was the same hair color. And Jordan, you're a super positive person on all of your social media platforms. I love your positivity. You're very spiritually oriented as well. How do you handle negativity on social media? Ooh, um, it's, it's interesting. I typically, I get, I'm very sensitive. Mm -hmm. So it it's easy for me to be cut deep by things. And I remember the first time somebody attacked my appearance on social media Ugh. was over a tweet that I put out about, I think it was, it was one of the Penguins draft picks. Mm -hmm. Some, a, a, a reporter tweeted about how young he looked. And so I just responded and I was like, oh my God, this kid, he looks like he's 12. Does he even have his driver's license? Mm -hmm. And this dude jumped into my DMs and started like sarcastically saying how funny it was and commenting on like my bleached hair and my forehead lines and eventually I was like listen I didn't intend it that way if you want to keep whatever like and then I yeah. blocked it. yes and so for me moving forward from that I was like if people are going to come at my appearance then I just like I have to turn it into a joke I do not want to tit for tat with them because yeah. I'm like I'm representing like I, I, I am spiritual, like Jesus. So mm, yes. I, I don't want to put that back on him because mm -hmm. people know that I love Jesus. Yeah. So that's, that's a thing. And just even like protecting my own 
emotional stability. Like it mm-hmm. makes it so much easier if I just like throw a shot in at myself and then hop out. Like mm-hmm. there was a tweet that I had that like went semi-viral back mm-hmm. around Thanksgiving after the Ravens game got like postponed for the thousandth time. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I tweeted it just like as a joke in the morning, not thinking that it was going to go past Steeler nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then eventually like, because so many people from the Steelers fan base retweeted it, you know, I'm explaining to you how tweets go viral. You guys know <laughs> what that's like. But so, I, I, I'm old. You need to explain yeah. social media to me. I, I'm still learning. <laughs> like, uh, so it got so big that eventually Ravens fans started seeing it and they were yeah. pissed off. And yeah. so people started throwing at me and I, I mm. would just be like, that's I don't even know but I just I made light of it and then stopped responding because I was like this is not worth my time yeah and I know me and the more I engage with this the more I'm going to carry it throughout the day and be affected by it and it's just not it's just not worth it for me and I'm not clever enough to like go to bat with you like Mm. I I I'm I can waste all of my emotional energy trying to think of a clever comeback, but it's yeah. just going to drain me and no, you're I'm right. going to, I'm going to lose anyway, because I'm not, I'm probably not as smart as you. So like you, you take your W there and continue to attack people because that's just, you're, if you're that jaded about life, then I feel more, sad for you than anything because that's all literally all you have is sitting on your phone like watching tweets roll in and being like super rude to people like people get brave behind a screen Mm -hmm. like they they really really do they say stuff they would never say to your face Mm -hmm. ever they will attack your appearance because they have nothing else to say nothing about Mm -hmm. your intelligence nothing about your opinions Mm -hmm. so like just know the second that they touch your appearance they've lost and like just yep yep take it in your head as that and move on from it because Mm -hmm. it used to drive me insane and i would just go back and forth with these people for however long to get them to listen to me but at the end of the day like what it comes down to is they're never going to listen yeah they don't want to listen they want to make you miserable because they're miserable they want to bring you down to their level misery loves company yeah Mm -hmm. also jordan if you have the guy's handle just (laughs) (laughs) i'm here (laughs) now you get the three-pronged attack anything that ever comes out all the answers are going to like destroy whoever comes out it's gonna be great sam and i so (laughs) i know you don't want to throw hands but (laughs) <laughs> I feel like, for me, like I'm not that emotional and I'm not that sensitive. And I also like, um, put that to the way I was raised, like my family, like that's kind of our, the way we get along is like, we make fun of each other. We, this or that. Mm. And so I'm like, there's nothing you can ever say that my family hasn't probably made fun of. <laughs> and I actually care about their opinion. So, and it's also the same recycle things like Botox, lip fillers, something about being a stripper. Those, one of those three things is always thrown in there. And so she's yeah. like, because I'm like, could you guys at least get new material? Like, <laughs> you guys just sit there and like circle jerk to the same thing. Like, regurgitate <laughs> the same stuff. Yeah. Over and over. It's like not, you are not creative. And this no. doesn't hurt my feelings. Yeah. Try harder. So I'm glad that you're reaching the point in all of your lives and in your career, which is just starting here with the inserts, that you are able to deal with this. And it's it, this is fantastic because I know it's tough 
you take it personally the first time these things happen to you. I mean, I've, I've been on the Steeler Nation forum since 2005 i don't think i started writing until 2016 and then i jumped on the podcast in 2017 like i'm a man this is different i've nowhere near experienced what any of you have experienced on social media but it was a different change when i started sharing my personal information then on the forum and then i get some flack by certain people starting out like oh look at this guy trying to do this and trying to be more than he is and i'm just like I'm just trying to have fun. <laughs> it's like, look at an ugly beard and all that. Like, I mean, I, I can deal with that. But but the the men always think they can physically like get a reaction and hurt you if they're going to attack your looks, if they're going to attack your intelligence. And Jordan, don't ever say you're less intelligent than these people um, <laughs> s- stating things to you on the internet because I know you and you're one of the most intelligent people that I've ever interacted here So on Steeler Nation. So don't sell yourself short. I know you're younger than a lot of the rest of us. So you're learning and these you got some perfect people here with, with Samantha and Morgan that have your back to help, uh, help you down the path without having to be as aggressive, I guess, <laughs> to back toward the, uh, the I'll people. Be your that are muscle. You. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of muscle all around ladies. <laughs> so now it's time in the, uh, that I, I'd like to get to know each of you as individuals. And I know that running a podcast, it's really tough for your listeners to really get to know who you are as people, because you're always focusing on the interview. Uh, you're focusing when Jordan, I know you as the host, you're like switching between things, making sure all the levels are good, making sure the chats are working. And um, so now you get to be interviewed and I get to ask the questions. So quickly, where do you live currently? Jordan, I'll start with you. I live right outside Pittsburgh. I'm probably within like, a two, I'm, I'm very close to the airport. I was going to try to make some joke about how I could walk to the airport if I jumped a fence, but I don't want to get arrested. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm so not planning that, but yeah, I I'm out in Moon Township, so yes. it's a 20 minute drive outside the city. It's super close to to pretty much everywhere that I love to go, and it's kind of equidistant to the city and the church where I work. Quick aside: Is Beaver Brewing still out there? I believe it is. I'm not okay. sure though. I've heard the name and that's basically all the information I have. But okay, cool. I, I think, I think so. Yeah. Cause they, they were a smaller brewery way back in the day. One of the mm-hmm. first, so I didn't know if they ever kept developing, but they did some good beer. Uh, Morgan, where are you currently living? I live in Dallas. Um, I, my family moved here when I was like eight or something like that, but I was born and raised in the South Hills in Pittsburgh. Cool. Um, Upper St. Clair specifically. Nice. Have you been fine with power out there in in Texas? I've been one of the few lucky ones. Awesome. I I don't know how or why, um, but I have not, I didn't lose power. Um, My pipes didn't freeze, nothing, but I mean, it's been devastating for so many people in Texas. It's, you see videos of these apartment buildings just flooding with water because we don't have because the pipes are bursting and yeah yeah. i mean we don't have the infrastructure for this stuff you know and so that hundred car pile up and people losing power for days days and then their pipes freezing and bursting and people are displaced out of their homes it's it's sad yeah and and i know a lot of like the east coasters and northerners are laughing at the fact that they look at these guys can't drive but i did the drive for the super bowl when Steelers playing played green bay and if you remember we had an ice storm um, yeah, I was there. 
Yeah, two days before. Uh-huh. So I, we flew into Houston because it was $2,000 cheaper than flying into Dallas mm-hmm. and drove the four hours north. And it was the worst drive of my life because there's no road salt. Mm-hmm. Texas does not have road salt because you don't expect it. They, they're like, we never get storms. So they throw sand on the road. It does nothing. It creates black ice conditions under, under mm-hmm. every overpass. So yeah, it's, it, it was the, it, me as a northerner, knowing how to drive in snow, I've never driven in snow and ice before that wasn't treated. And it was the worst driving yeah. experience of my life. So, oh, yeah. you know, I really, you know, my heart goes out to an even worse situation now with everybody getting the power outages, more sustained cold, having the pipes burst and a lot of families and in my heart and prayers go out to them. Yeah, um, it's crazy because yeah. like specifically, there are a lot of an- energy companies out here that offer mm-hmm. Um, if you don't do a fixed rate, you can do a variable rate. Yeah. People on a variable rate plan were experiencing like $9,000 kilowatt hours. Are you kidding me? No, their energy bills are astronomical, astronomical because these companies didn't say, Hey, in anticipation of this power grid outage, let's move you over to a fixed plan. Yeah. Yeah. It just is. It's hopefully that gets solved but that is just absolute atrocity right now and i'm i'm sorry for that segue into you samantha for where you live but (laughs) currently where where are you enjoying your weather now samantha i'm in arizona Mm -hmm. so we have dust storms here okay Okay. closer to phoenix yeah i'm like 20 minutes outside phoenix Awesome. Awesome. I've got really good friends that live there. Love the area. Love Sedona. Love Flagstaff. I've, I've, I've visited there and vacationed there twice. So that's a really nice mm-hmm. place to go and visit. Um, who was the biggest influence that made you a Steeler fan? And Morgan, I'll start with you on that one. Because oh I know you talked about it a little bit with on, on, the, on your first Yinsers podcast, but let's get into it. <laughs> My dad, and it's not even like it's not even close. My dad is uh, he grew up in West Virginia and West Virginia is Steelers country. Mm-hmm. Um, my, his whole side of his whole family still lives up in West Virginia. I love it up there. Awesome. Um, but I remember as a kid, like my dad would, I'd come home from church on Sundays with my dad and then mm-hmm. he would proceed to yell at the television all day. And I thought <laughs> that was normal. You know, everyone's dad comes home from church and yells at the TV. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This is what what we do in Pittsburgh. And so eventually um, I learned that his like little songs, he would make like, he's that, he's the fan that gets super, super negative. And then like, if things are really, are going really well, he never trusts it ever. (laughs) And so like Ben would throw or or back in the day, Neil O'Donnell would throw an interception and dad would be like, interception. And I'd be like, oh, this is probably a good thing. And he's like, no, we just threw an interception word and it's not a good thing. <laughs> he has a song for if we fumble, like, he, uh. you know, he's my dad, but he is a diehard, diehard Steelers fan. And that's where I get it from. I remember actually uh. when I was young, when we moved away from Pittsburgh, I was obsessed with Pittsburgh. I just yeah. wanted to move back. All I wanted to do was move back to Pittsburgh. I told all my friends in Pittsburgh that we were moving back next year. We never (laughs) did. Um, And I remember watching football with my dad because I just wanted to like share something with him, you know, four four daughters. So of course, and I would ask him when I was young, before I really understood it, you know, which team, what, what game are you watching? Who's playing? And he'd be like, Oh, it's the Browns and the Rams. And I'd be Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, uh, which of those is closest to Pittsburgh? And he'd be like, well, cl- 
the Browns, they're in Cleveland. And I'm like, okay, so like we're rooting for the Browns, right? And he's like, no. Browns. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I learned real quick that proximity doesn't mm. count. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Sam- Samantha, how did you get in the Steelers? Yeah, I mean, my dad, for sure. Um, right. He was, he's actually a native of Arizona too. So mm, nice. His dad was a Cowboys fan. His mm. older brother was a Raiders fan. And their Arizona Cardinals did not exist yet. Yeah. So I don't know. My, my dad grew up in the 70s, became a Steelers fan. Mm. I was raised watching Steelers football every Sunday. And I was like, yeah, like at the beginning, I was like, do we have to watch this every Sunday? Like I'm the oldest <laughs> of three. And yeah. he's like, yes. And so I was like, okay, you can either watch it and learn to love it. Or you just sit there and sulk. And that's what we're doing all day on Sundays is watching football. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Jordan? Same answer. Uh, my dad, the men of my life, my grandpa <laughs> yeah. had a, a hand in it as well. But I oh. just remember there wasn't any specific moment that I can recall where I was like, yes, I'm all in on the Steelers. I think I, I just growing up outside of the city, it, it's just part of who you are. And it it really does just become something that you can't imagine your life without pretty quickly. So every Sunday I would cozy on up to my dad and watch. And he was, he was the kind of dad, I think it's a Pittsburgh dad thing to just be negative and mistrusting, but he would also fool me. Like he would always try to trick me into believing things like they repainted the first down line, every play. Dad, Where does it go then? He's like, they move it. And he, he would always yell at the TV and I'd be like, they can't hear you. And he would say, yes, they can. I have, I have a mic connected to Cordell's headset. And I'd be like, no, you don't. Do you? No, you don't. Do you? So he was, he was that kind of fan, but eventually I stopped believing him. Yeah. I just grew up with it. And that, that was definitely, we would always go outside and play catch with the football. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I've, I've always, always, always loved the game of football. Oh, that's fantastic. It's unanimous then. All of us have fathers mm-hmm. that influenced us to loving the Steelers. Um, Samantha, what's the uh, first Steelers game then that you can remember? I had to like really dig deep on this one because I was like, <laughs> what is like the first memorable game? So definitely in the 2000 decade, right? Um, yeah. I remember the 2000s, like the 2000 itself era. Yeah. More vividly, just because that was the last season that Three Rivers was mm. there. So I just mm-hmm. remember the ceremony and all that. But I had to really dig deep. Um, like 2003, I think we went to the playoffs with the Browns and it was very close game. Yes. That was really when I was like, okay, that's my first memory and where I really like that rivalry or like, oh my gosh, I think it was within three points of each other, maybe the game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they had a chance to, to finish it at the end. That was a, the Maddox game where they were down big at the halftime mm-hmm. and came back and won that game. I remember that one very well. Great game. Jordan, Jordan, which was your uh, first game that you remember? I vividly, the first game I remember is the, the very first AFC championship we lost to the Patriots. Yes. I want to say 2001. Yeah. Yep. I, up to that point in my life had not been that devastated ever. Mm. I was just beside myself in pain. It was so, so bad. Cause I was so invested and 
I was really young whenever the Steelers lost to Dallas in the Super Bowl in 95, 96, I would have been like two and a half. So I have no cognitive memory of that. Mm -hmm. So it, it was the first really, really significant game that we lost that I was like, Oh my God, this, why does this hurt so bad? (laughs) And it was painful and I, I have vivid memories of the game that Tommy Maddox got really hurt like very badly hurt like knocked out um I think that was that against Tennessee well the one where Tommy Maddox got Tommy Maddox got knocked out against Houston Houston oh, no no okay. no wait he came back for the Houston game and he played terrible I think you're right I think he did get knocked out okay. against Tennessee I think you're right yeah, he was yeah. he was down for the count for yeah. a while and, and it looked I, bad yeah I was very concerned <clears throat> as much as I don't know, an eight-year-old could be concerned, but yeah, those, those are the two games that have really stood out in my mind from that, the early two thousands. And we got some nice comments coming in, Travis, you girls are great. Love the podcast. Keep it up. That was off of Twitter. Um, Cleveland is annoying fan base. We all know that JP. Thank you very much (laughs) from Juan in Mexico. Greetings from Mexico. Keep it going. Um, we've got another person here that it's Ash. Ash. I'm sorry if I'm saying your name incorrectly, uh, on YouTube, one love from Northern California. Thank you very much. And Joey Wagner also said, just wanted to say congratulations on interviewing Juju. So we're getting a lot of love here as we're talking across our multi-platforms. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, thanks. So it's nice to hear. And it's fun, too. Like, now that we have everything set up, Steeler Nation, this is our first multi-platform stream. So we are on YouTube. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook all at the same time. And we have a chat box where we can receive everyone's chats. So this is... Let's go. We're entering the future. And thank you very much to Justin for making this happen and helping us with this. And then it's it's going to be great moving forward for all of our podcasts. So next question, Jordan, I'm going to be starting with you. Have you been to a game? If so, how many? And do you tailgate? I've been to several. I don't tailgate because <laughs> I, I, the last one I went to, I went to by myself. Oh, and wow. yeah, I'm a big fan of going to sports games, sports games. That sounded so dumb. Uh, <laughs> it, it, uh, any game sports uh, ball. By myself, sports balls games <laughs> yes. by myself because I can stay however long I want mm-hmm. and I can hop seats if I want. And um, yeah, so I went to the, the inaugural game of the, block letter throwback jerseys oh, in cool. 2018 against the Browns. That was the last one yeah. I went to supposed to go to the Thanksgiving game against the Ravens, but they mm. really boned us there. So thanks yeah. a lot. Um, I, and then outside of that, I think I went to one other regular season game with my dad. It was the, the last game of our losing streak in the season, the 2005, 2006 season where we went to the Super Bowl. Yes. Um, we lost to the Browns or not the Browns, the Bengals. It was so freaking cold. Yeah. And my dad and I left early and we were like, they seriously have to win every single game to make the playoffs. Want to make the playoffs. How are yep. they going to do that? They just lost three in a row. And we know how that ended. Yep. I've been, <laughs> yep. Um, I've been to a couple <laughs> preseason games as well. So I've nice. been to a handful. I prefer to watch football at home on mm-hmm. the television because I feel like the the closer you get, it's harder to see everything. The further away you get, the harder it is to see definition of what's happening on the field. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cold and everybody's drunk and like, yeah. 
I, I much prefer to go to hockey games, but that's a different <laughs> We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan. I've been to a ton of games. Most, nice. I mean, I think I've been to more away games than games mm. in Pittsburgh. Nice. Um, but I've been to games at Heinz Field in New Orleans, in uh, Arizona, a ton. I went to Arizona State and I lived oh, cool. there for a long time. So yeah, went to a ton of games in Arizona. Um, but most memorable was the Super Bowl in Tampa. Like Awesome. So you were at the Super Bowl in Tampa? You okay, went to the so game. That's my, awesome. My dad is like the best person on, on the face of this earth. Uh-huh. And I'm sure through the course of this podcast, you guys will learn that he's more than just a negative Fan. Um, yeah. but I remember specifically like two weeks before the game I'm like right after we had won basically I'm like so amped right I was living in Arizona at the time and my dad calls and he's like hey so like what are you gonna wear uh for the Steelers game and I was like I don't know dad like a jersey like Willie Parker I don't know I don't know why why do you care what I'm gonna wear for the game huh. and he's like laughing he's like oh you know I was just probably going to be a little bit chilly and I'm like I live in Arizona like no it's not it's not going to be chilly and he's like no I mean like in Tampa and I was like I'm not going to Tampa I don't know about you but I'm going to be in Arizona and he's like yeah you are and he surprised me with tickets and like took me to the game and we were like right on the 40 yard line wow 20 seats up I'm awesome awesome it was it was the best and like my cousins were there oh Oh, cool It was so much fun. Oh, it's a great story. Samantha, Samantha, how's your tailgate experience like in games? Um, My tailgate experiences are funny. Like I've been to two games here when the Steelers have played here, which is Mm -hmm. literally like every eight years when they Mm -hmm. back and forth. So it's a very long time in between. Um, I don't know. It's it's different here too because it's just full of Steelers fans. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's, a ton of them out there in Arizona. You're right. Yeah. It's funny, the little bit of Cardinals fans that are there, you could tell they're all pissed off, like, seeing it like that. But <laughs> And then I try to go to, now that I'm a working adult, um, try to go to one game uh, a season at Heinz um, or at a, an away game. I wanted to go to the Tennessee game on this last season, and then, you know, they got COVID, and I was supposed to go to the Ravens game, and then they fucked wow. that up, too. So Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. So favorite all-time Steeler, Morgan. Mel Blunt. Awesome. Sam. Troy Palmolo. Oh, great choice. Jordan. Jerome Bettis. Nice. Wow. Three different ones. Now, who's your favorite current Steeler? Sam. Juju. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) Jordan. Oh, that's a, that's a toughie. Mm -hmm. I, I really am not sure. A current Steeler. I feel, honestly, I feel like I have to say Cam Hayward. Like awesome. in terms of he, he's the most consistent player. He's such a solid leader. Like he is an all around great guy. There's nothing you can say that's bad about him. I, I just love him. Nice. Morgan. I was, I was going to say cam too, but I, Juju. <laughs> you can say whoever you want. It's your favorite. <laughs> I know. Well, listen, this is actually, I wrote down Juju. I also wrote note. <laughs> I wrote note. I also love Joe Hayden. Yeah. Mm, I yes. love Joe Hayden. I oh. don't know what it is. What's um, up with what's up with the news on Hayden right now? Talking I, I saw a report coming out saying I think it's a fake report saying they were gonna cut Hayden or uh, unless we plan on keeping Hilton and Sutton. Yeah. 
I don't see how we let Hayden go. Um, I um, agree. Yeah. Also, I love him and I will be genuinely pissed off. His style. He's got the best style. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then when Jordan said Cam, right before she said Cam, I was like, oh, I wonder if Cam. And then she said Cam. Yeah. So I was like, okay, at least someone's giving Cam his credit. Yeah, he, he deserves it. Pick. Yeah. Someone asked me the other day, like, what jersey would you get right now of a current Steeler? And I was like, ooh. That's hard because also mm -hmm. we have 23 agents. Like, yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I I said Cam. I was like, well, Cam just had his extension, so I'd probably go with Cam. Yeah, mine would be TJ Watt if I was going to go with somebody nice. right now. I think they're going to be locking him in long term, especially after this For sure. incredible year of being upside down with the cap. But we'll see how it moves forward from there. Mm -hmm. Had another great shout out from Linda Woods on Facebook. As a fellow female Steelers fan, I also became a fan because of my dad, exclamation point, love your podcast, hearts, black and gold hearts. So oh, thank yeah. you very much, Linda, for thank adding to the fun. <laughs> and Sam, I want to start with you on this one. What's, did you play any sports growing up? And if you did, what sports did you play? I did not play any sports growing up. Um, I did Okay, I'm going to say growing up as in like high school and older. Yeah. Like middle school, I maybe did like dance and palm and stuff. But awesome. once I got into high school, my social life just took off from there and I wasn't really into it anymore. And I was also a huge Harry Potter nerd. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you play Quidditch. That's awesome. Great. There you go. That's a sport. <laughs> it is. It actually is now. That's awesome. Yeah. Jordan. I tried. I was not. I was not gifted in that area. I did tennis my freshman year of high school and mm. then quit. Cause I was like, I'm so bad. I am so <laughs> bad. I do. And I, I was in marching band cause I was that kid. So I yeah. was way more interested in investing time in that than I was in mm -hmm. a sport. Yeah. And then I ended up trying golf out for a couple of years mm. and actually did okay but I got pretty bad tendonitis and I oh, was wow. like, okay, so if I, if I'm serious about music stuff, which I am, yeah. eh, I don't, I don't want to risk like aggravating a long-term potential thing over a sport that I'm mildly okay at and enjoy on occasion. So eh, I, I stuck to music stuff. In high which, school. In, which instruments did you start off playing then in band? I played saxophone and marching band and wow. i played electric yeah. bass in the jazz band <laughs> oh, and sweet yeah that's my that's favorite awesome. to this to this day um, yeah. it's a lot of fun nice because i've seen you play guitar as well you do keys as well now mm -hmm. awesome. i've done uh, piano was my very 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 first instrument mm -hmm. but i didn't do anything with that in school i i just took lessons throughout the course of elementary middle high school and have continued to play that might be my favorite i don't know it's a it's a toss-up between that and bass brilliant and morgan what were you involved with i also played the piano from like age three till i graduated high school i played competitively so i would wow yeah the judge and everything i'm a very, <laughs> very competitive person <laughs> i played softball i play mm -hmm. i tried ice skating i played mm -hmm um tennis for a little bit but i was a gymnast and ultimately a competitive cheerleader which in texas is like yes huge my sister did that as well she was one of the people getting thrown so she busted, she busted her ankles many times oh i got dropped on my back on the <sighs> floor like countless countless yeah. times so. and that's 
as a parent and a family member watching it, you always like, everybody's like, wow, when they're watching it, but if you're a family member, you're breathing in and holding your breath every time you're in the air. Oh yeah. yeah. I miss it though. It was so fun. Oh, that's great. Uh, We all have dogs, which is a great thing to know. I know we saw Morgan's dog here earlier in the cast. I know she's kind of walked off somewhere. So let's talk about what kind of dog you have. What are their names? What's the breed? Jordan, I'll start with you. Oh, my precious little angel uh, is a three-year-old Australian shepherd named Phoebe. She actually just turned three a couple of weeks ago and she's the greatest thing about my day-to-day life. I Mm. love her a whole lot. She's been a, a really great companion over the course of living alone in the pandemic. She's been awesome and she's so smart, but She's, uh, I always say that she's book smart, not street smart. (laughs) And I mentioned it on the podcast last week, but she has this blanket that she sucks on and she's done it since she was a little baby. And it's just like, I think it's endearing. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like maybe when people come over and I'm like, oh, that's the blanket she sucks on. They're probably (laughs) like, ew, God, what are you doing over here? What place are you running? But she's, she's just excellent. And Nice. I love her to death. <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> I know, right? Can you I say I'll go I'll go to you. I'll let Morgan laugh on sucking on blankets. <laughs> we'll go to Samantha right now. Talk about your dog, please, which is a beautiful. I thought it was a rabbit at first, but please tell us about your dog. <laughs> yes. Um, I have a rabbit uh, pig. My nephew calls her pig. Oh. Um, yeah, her name's Lilo. She's a, should be 13 weeks this week, French bulldog. Super naughty right now. So, you know, she just looks at me while she's peeing on the floor. (laughs) I've never seen the ears that big on a Frenchie before. They're huge. You know what? It's funny because pretty big litter and I don't think any of her siblings have ears that big. I'm going to have to check that out. No. She's so cute. She She is. something else like she insists on like she has separation anxiety already and i don't know how that happened but she just came that way yeah she like insists on trying to sleep as close to my ear as she can (laughs) on top of me or like on top of my throat and she just snores so loud already and i'm like all right back to morgan let's talk about your dog i have a three-year-old german shepherd his name's luca he is my I'm my child. I'm obsessed with him. I have separation anxiety. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. And I was talking with you ladies earlier before the podcast started, letting Steeler Nation know that who's who's and my pets are pretty funny. I've given them personalities. So Liza is my brown uh Visla. She just became a woman today. She just started spotting at 10 months. And she's a Browns fan because she's a brown dog. So she loves Mm. the Browns. And my cat, obviously right here, who's a pixie bob, mostly tiger stripe. She's a Bengals fan. So she always gives me (laughs) crap about the Bengals. So that's the way I have conversations inside my own head when I'm stuck here in my COVID lifestyle. Mm. (laughs) But but it keeps me happy. (laughs) So Jordan, I want to start talking with you about some of the stuff that I know you enjoy. And Mm -hmm. one thing I want to at least let you know is what I am enjoying today is a sanctimonious enmity by adroit theory if you ever heard it adroit theory yes i love them it is my number one brewery and i've been to hundreds of breweries internationally adroit does not do a bad beer 
They they don't do anything less than a great beer. These guys are beer brewing artists, and this is their their uh, gosh, a, what is this? A hazy double hop, double pre hop, and yeah, double dry hop, Citra, Mosaic, El Dorado, Azeca, and Simcoe. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, you and I, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we're nerd-gassing over our beers yeah. now. <laughs> so two things on that. Uh-huh. I, I've only ever been able to get my hands on Adroit through Tavor, that, okay. uh, the crate beer shipping. Like, yes. You can buy single cans and stuff. Where are they located? They are in Percival, Virginia. Okay. So it's due west of Leesburg. Okay. Coming down from Pittsburgh area. Yeah. It's about like, it would be about a four hour drive. I think for you to get down there, if you were driving down there from Pittsburgh and they're one of the few rare breweries that are open seven days a week and they open at noon every day. So if you ever every day, every day at noon. Yeah. So there you get with me, if you're going to come down, I'll come down and meet you and we'll, we'll yeah, that would be awesome. there's some fantastic ones in that area. And yeah, yeah. Maryland, Virginia, (laughs) Yeah. that, that whole little, clump right down there they they've got some good stuff going on and i live in the middle of all the farm breweries so we just had mm-hmm. i hosted company vacation usually i take my company on vacation every year to someplace fun and exotic but this year we made zero money because i run a promotions business we need crowds to make money so we had it at my house mm-hmm. but all we did was just go out to breweries and we had a blast and doesn't so, sound too bad no <laughs> we, we get to do what we with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Enjoy. So, Samantha, I know that you are a huge style, fashion, food aficionado on social media. Uh, Talk to Steeler Nation about what you love the most out of the things that you follow and, and what you're best at purveying across your platforms. Yeah, I mean, food, like for sure, I'm convinced that food is a love language. I think I've maybe tweeted that within like the last couple of weeks because there's just a few things in life that just make me happy and food is at the top of that list. Like, please feed me. And also, I'm a horrible person if I'm hangry. Like, I don't want to be around me. (laughs) The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Well, you almost made me spit water on my keyboard. So great answer. (laughs) Morgan, you're all over the place. You've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, First thing I wanted to talk to you about was you alluded to it on the Yinsers podcast and that you are training for a fitness competition, correct? Tell, Tell Steeler Nation about what it is and how you're training for it. Um, so it's essentially it's bodybuilding, but, um, I'm competing in the bikini division. So it's like awesome. 
it, the least impressive one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's the one that you have to lift the least amount of weights for, but it's still impressive. It's still a fitness yeah. category. Yeah. 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 So I, um, I've been in prep since like mid December mm-hmm. and I have a coach. She lives in Arizona and she's mm-hmm. amazing. And she gives me, um, meal plans with all of my macros sorted out. Essentially that's proteins, carbs, and fats. And so I get a certain amount every single day. Mm-hmm. And then she gives me the workouts and I work out six times a week and, I do my like body stat check-ins. So like my weight, my body fat percentage, my BMI, my, um, what's it called? Subcutaneous fat, which is- Wow, under the skin. Yes. (laughs) Um, Visceral fat, like all of it. I'm a crazy crazy person. I've got interest across the board. I got a degree in biopsych, my anatomy and, and cell biology stuff stuck very well. So thank you for bringing up sub, subcutaneous. Yes. So. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. And I was like, what is this number? Like, what, the, what do I need to be worried? Basically. Uh, um, so yeah, it's been crazy. Like Sam said, when she gets hungry, she's a bad person. I'm a bad person 24 <laughs> seven. I am always hungry. Yeah. Um, Today I couldn't straighten my arms because I did arms yesterday and my biceps want to fall off the bone. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I compete in April. It's my first show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, like I said, I'm competitive and I don't really get to compete that much these days yeah. at anything athletic. So I'm pumped. I'm scared. That's- I'm scared as shit, but I'm pumped. Well, good luck to you. That's Awesome. I know we'll be following on social media. You'll be talking about it on the Yinzers podcast as well. And um, had a quick talk right here. Uh, Danielle Noriega, damn, just arrived. Awesome to meet you guys. Where can I hear the podcast? The easiest place is SteelerNation.com. They have both the Steeler Nation podcast and the Yinzers podcast. We're on every platform pretty much because we simulcast on from, um, we're from simulcast. So that propagates to, you know, um, Apple, Google, all the places where you can find podcasts. We are everywhere. And plus our YouTube vidcast at steel www.youtube.com slash Steeler nation, plenty of places. And we got the fragile over here also on YouTube. Hey, ladies and striker looking forward to the next yins, her show. Uh, when is the next yins, her show? Do, do we have it scheduled yet? Ladies Thursday. Thursday. Awesome. And you are interviewing. Brooke Pryor. Okay. Awesome. Oh, we talked about earlier, Brooke Pryor from, she is from ESPN. Yes. Yes. The Steelers Steelers beat beat writer from ESPN. She's a phenomenal, phenomenal person to have on the show. And I wish I could be on there too. Teller Stryker loves her and I follow her all the time. And every once in a while I ask her questions and just so she doesn't, just so you know, I work for Steeler Nation and I'm not a stalker. So, (laughs) uh, Jordan, I wanted to talk and poke a little bit of fun at you because I looked at your Facebook and you have listed as your previous jobs as both a barista and an Apple Store product specialist. And if I was running a movie and I was in charge of hiring the actors, you would be the perfect person to have to be on film to being both a barista and an Apple product specialist. So (laughs) it's a do a little bit of everything, I guess. Yeah. I, I wasn't the person who was fixing products. Yeah. I was working with people to sell them the products. Okay. So yeah. 
overall you're, you're, up, you're up front and so people saw your face and mm-hmm. got to interact with you absolutely yep so it was it typically when it when i first started i loved it and mm. i i my very first day solo on the floor was black friday oh wow years, a few years ago so wow. it was a mess and i the only thing i i remember from the day was just like thinking to myself like if i can just get to the break room and crawl under the table like that's probably that i can i can do that um but yeah so i i didn't really know a ton about technology going into that i just needed a job with benefits that's yeah. really why i went into it at all and i had no real interest in learning the tech side of things because it i like as long as stuff works and as long as I know people who can help me get it to work, if it's not working, I don't really care to know the ins and outs of it. But yeah. I learned a lot of really great hack troubleshooting. Like <laughs> nice. I, I learned the the lingo and yeah. I learned the the fun stuff about software and product launches and camera things. Like, so I feel like that was beneficial. And yeah, I was a, a barista for a good bit when I lived in Nashville. Nice. And that was that was probably to to date my most fun job i really awesome. loved that yeah cool mm-hmm. samantha where is the best place to go out and eat right now in your opinion in the phoenix mm-hmm. area Ooh. um scottsdale yeah is it a specific uh, restaurant or style of food that you like there i love every type of food like i'm a human trash can there's not <laughs> anything that i will not eat it's horrible yeah horrible I really the mission the mission so good um I love a good steak I that like a steak and a dirty martini like once a week or else I'm yeah coca madera coca madera so good that's a newer one Um, (laughs) got my two Arizona girls here that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) like I yes oh and Morgan uh You've been all over the place. You really have also some interesting stuff going on. You lived in Japan for a bit. Is your parents army brats or something? Did you move no. around a lot? Okay. I, I studied abroad in Japan. Oh, cool. Uh, only because, <laughs> funny story, my ex-boyfriend, um, my high school boyfriend, actually, who I dated him on and off for a couple of years after high school, yeah. was <laughs> Prince Charming at Tokyo Disney. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, that's time. cool. Yeah. I never big time. saw that coming. Never saw that yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah. Not what he, I expected. Uh, he has a Prince Charming tattoo on his butt. Oh. <laughs> his signature, his autograph as Prince Charming tattooed on his butt. Oh, so, gosh. Imagine, like, I've never seen that. And like, that is such a red flag if some guy <laughs> has a Prince Charming tattoo on his ass. Yeah. Like, he yeah. is a walking red flag. Trust me. <laughs> oh, no, he's God. actually a great, he's actually a great guy and I'm still really good friends with him. Sorry. But, good. Good. <laughs> um, but he, uh, he was living over there. So I went over to visit. Um, we weren't together. We were just like good friends at the time. And I fell in love with Japan. And so oh. I studied abroad there um, awesome. in 2008. Mm. Um, no, 2009. I'm sorry. This 2009. I go back all the time. Um, I'm like very, very passionate about Japan. I'm learning Japanese right now, yeah, um, which is 
crazy. I just decided one day that I wanted to learn it. So the only Japanese I know is from watching anime. I saw you discussing anime as well on your Yinsers podcast. I'm a I love anime. I'm I'm a big Full Metal Alchemist, like uh-huh. uh, Attack on Titan. That's the type of stuff that I know. So I know like Miso is brother, and <laughs> like you pick up all these like tight little words, and every once in a while when you're walking yeah. watching, and my daughter, of course, I I show her like uh, my neighbor Totoro, and we watch like all of those old old um japan anime movies as well and we love it mm-hmm. so it's it's that's one way that you can always learn is by watching anime and that helps For you out sure. it's so true and that's yeah. kind of what inspired me wanting to learn it because obviously i couldn't go back th- this past we go every year my best friend and i go every year yeah and we work for an airline so like it's easy so are you but, learning to fly to be a pilot from the airline no, I, I work in pilot training oh cool actually. yeah cool. um yeah it's I don't know how, don't ask me. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to pick on you a little bit. I know we talked about your past uh, boyfriend, Prince Charming. You, you dumped that Prince Charming for a real Prince Charming. Uh, Jer- Jared Mitchell, which I, I gleaned from the, your Yinzers podcast as well. You said he was drafted by the Reds, I believe in the same, a couple of spots there before. Uh, the White Sox. Oh, the White Sox. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah. In 2009. Couple, yeah. Right, right before Trout, uh, a couple mm-hmm. spots before Trout. So, I went on, of course, found that it was Jared Mitchell, and I am a central Pennsylvania guy. We know the York Revolution very well. I saw him wearing the jersey in one of your pictures. I'm like, oh, it's a Revo guy. So, like, I went to many Revo games. Yeah. So it was really interesting to me. So I know it's difficult, very, very difficult, to live the life of a minor league player we've had uh, really close fa- friends and family members that went through the Oriole systems and stuff and we understand it's a really difficult process but it's also can be rewarding so how are you enjoying the process now with him um in in the minor leagues so baseball was never a sport that I enjoyed ever <laughs> um but I met him we met a little over five and a half years ago and oh. He was with the angels at the time and I started learning how baseball is so much more than just what you think it is up front. It's very cerebral. It's a very strategic game. And I kind of learned to love it. But what Mm -hmm. I don't love about baseball is like the politics of it and the minor league system and everything that comes along with that. I mean, he was drafted by the White Sox, played Mm -hmm. a majority of his career with them in AAA and Charlotte, and then- to the angels and played in double a AA and triple a there and mm-hmm. then went to the yankees played in triple a or double a there yeah and then was with the reds and then has been an indie ball mm-hmm. um which has been honestly a great experience because mm-hmm. what it does is especially for hitters it allows you to get those at bats in and work out yeah. any kinks in your swing and it's been amazing because we've seen him go from like a mid 200 average hitter to near a 300 average hitter wow and he's facing <laughs> like pitchers who have been in the big leagues who have yep. big league time um he's yeah. facing double a AA and triple a pitchers yes. who just you know there wasn't a spot for them and so it's amazing and it's it's stressful <laughs> it is because you you look at how he's 
played the past several years and he continues to improve. He continues to get better. It's actually remarkable. And like, one of the things I love the most about him is how relentlessly he pursues this dream that he has been chasing since 2009. And before then, Mm. obviously his entire life, his parents did an amazing kick-ass job, just sacrificing everything. So he could pursue sports. He played baseball and football at LSU. Mm. Um, But it's so tough because with baseball MLB is, you know, trying to make it a young man's game and Mm -hmm. he got drafted in 2009. Like you can't fudge your age there. And so with a lot of people, the, uh, in baseball, the anticipation is that as you get older, you're losing a step, but we've seen him do the opposite. Like we've seen him get better every year. We've seen him go into Marucci to hit in the off season and put up numbers that align with the best hitters in the league. And at that point, it's like, yeah, minor league life and indie ball life is grueling, but why would we walk away when he's so freaking good? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the hardest part. And so, you know, we're just kind of waiting for one team to be like, you know what? He's really freaking good. Like, let's just, let's just go with it and see what happens. It's tough because we saw with Bud Dupree, for example, like not every guy will hit their stride at the, at the right when they're drafted. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't take years to develop fits inside a box, like a one size fits all box. There were years that my dad was like, Bud Dupree is a bus. Let's get rid of him. Now Mm. I'm like, I will pay anything (laughs) to maintain Bud Dupree. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's just one of those guys who played baseball and football for a majority of his life. So when it was finally time to focus just on baseball, it took him a little while to, to figure it out. But I mean, he's got it figured out. And then on top of that, sorry, I'm rambling, but I'm very passionate. (laughs) Please. No, this is fantastic. Another reason it's so hard to walk away is like you look at MLB and it's less than 8% African-American players. Wow. It's a baseball problem. Yeah. It is a baseball problem. There aren't enough young black African-American athletes Mm. who look at MLB and say, oh, this is something I can be successful in because they don't Mm. see enough of them at that level. And it's not for a lack of ability and it's not for a lack of talent or the um, discipline or the fight or want to be there. It's that not enough teams are bringing up their black athletes. And like, Mm. there's, there's just not, there's a disparity there. Yeah. And it sucks. And for me, that's why I really wanted to make it because I think that that would be an awesome message. And yeah. Well, best of luck Very to him. About yeah, this. I know it's family and we are, I'm, I will be following his career now too. I love, I actually prefer to go to minor league games over major league games. I feel it's more of a community experience. I have more fun. The players are more interactive with the fans. You can actually walk up to them before the game and talk with them and they're great with the fans great with the kids and they actually get to have personal interactions with their fans and their communities so that's that's the one thing that i absolutely yeah. love about minor league baseball major league baseball used to be that way you used to be able to go up to the dugouts in the 70s as well but since the 80s happened it's strictly you can't even talk to anybody on the field right unless they're right. you know out there they may communicate a little bit before the game starts but i but, keep telling him let's just get a contract in japan yeah, like, yes. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> we'll yeah. just go to Japan. And they'd and love him up. there. They would they love would him have, there. He's yeah. a free, I will say he's a freak athlete. Like it is, <laughs> it's not fair. I'm like, yeah, I'm training for this bikini competition. He's like, cool, little one. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's very, very supportive. He's yeah. very tall. How, how tall is he? He's actually, he's six feet. 
Oh, he's, he's a, oh, so I, I, well, then you must be uh, not as tall as I'm five, four. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> I've seen the pictures. You, you are beautiful on Instagram, beautiful on Facebook. And uh, you guys obviously follow them and, and best of luck to his career. I hope he sticks with it and hopefully something comes up that will work Thank out you. for him. Yeah, that. no worries. So now we're at the point of the podcast where we take questions from Steeler Nation. And this is where our four members get to come online at www.steelernation.com click join the forum it is free you can ask questions i post jordan and i both put up uh, question threads about two days before the podcast so we get some great questions now also across our platforms twitter youtube facebook now is your chance type in some questions if you have questions for these lovely intelligent ladies that they would love to answer for you start doing it now we'll get to it here at the end of the segment so first question coming in from hoot and I'm going to start with you, Jordan. Fondest memory revolving around sports in Pittsburgh. And the reason why I'm starting with you is because your question may not be Steeler related. It is not. It is game <laughs> five of the Stanley Cup finals in 2017. I, so let me set the stage because this is just like one of my favorite memories of all time. So I lived in Nashville for a time and in March or April of 2017, whenever the playoffs were set, I texted my family in the group chat and I said, all I want for my birthday this year is a Penguins Predators Stanley Cup final, which I know you don't have control over, yep. but if that happens, if the Penguins make the cup again, I want a ticket to go for my birthday my birthday's in early June. So the Stanley cup final typically before COVID has always lined up mm -hmm. with that. So when the penguins win, it's a great gift to me. So fast forward, what do you know? The penguins and the predators are playing in the Stanley cup final. Wow. So I, I drove with my best friend all the way from Nashville to Pittsburgh for my birthday. And I, I didn't want to go to a game in Nashville and they were being really weird about, <laughs> who they were letting in and selling tickets to. And yeah. what, like, I still had a Pennsylvania license so that I think they were restricting it. Oh, wow. um, yeah. They, there was some weird stuff around that and people in Nashville are not, they don't know sports, but <laughs> that's another thing. So I, it was, it cost an arm and a leg, but my family sent me to that, to that game five. And oh. I went by myself because mm. it costs so much. And it, I was all the way up in the standing room only. Oh, cool. And I kid, I kid you not that that was just like, it was a very, very dark time of my life personally. Uh -huh. So to have that experience in the middle of all of it was just mm. like, it was a breath of air that I needed. And I was connecting with these random people around me because we were all just so jacked that the penguins were playing as well as they were. And my family was at home watching on TV and they were the ones who actually texted me like, what's going on with Sid and Sue band. And I was like, what do you oh. mean? Cause it was, it was happening on the, uh, the, the other side of the ice. Yeah. And it was behind the, uh, the Preds goalie, I think. And oh. I couldn't see it. They're like going at it down there, yeah. but Oh my goodness. And then a couple days later being able to watch them close out the Stanley cup yeah. with my, my dad and my mom. Uh, and my brother, I think he was there too. It was, oh my God, it was just amazing. I, I get chills just thinking about it. And the fact that I was able to go at all, like I, 
I will never be able to repay my parents for making that happen because it was just so good. We got a quick question in here before I move on from you, Jordan. It's it's directed toward you. Oh, uh, wow, okay. Yin's Nation Sport is asking: Should the Pens trade Latang? No. No. Because because okay, here's my reasoning. Uh, he's he has really struggled. He has. Yeah. He's had a piss poor start to his season. <clears throat> yeah. If he continues to play poorly like that, he's not going to have any trade value. Yeah. And it his cap hit is just way too much to to allow that dead hit. Like mm. it's it wouldn't be worth it to trade him away. And if if he his play starts to progress to the point where we know it can get, which last night seems like it could be an indication that that's where it's headed with his two goal evening. And I, I think the, the whole Sidney Crosby tribute thing had something to do with it. I think it kind of flipped a switch in him, but if he is going to start playing up to his potential, like we've seen him before, Mm -hmm. who can we find in the league? That's going to replace that level of talent. Nobody. So it's, I don't think it's worth it to trade him at this point because we know what he's capable of. And mm-hmm. I don't know what his deal is. It's not like he's not, it's not like he's slowing down. It's not like he's looking old. He's just looking mentally dull a yeah. little bit. And I think he needs some, some sharpening, but I think that's happening. And I, re- I really do think that it's going to be important that the Penguins keep him as the core, at least for this season and see how it goes. Nice. And jail money loves your background there, Jordan. So <laughs> it's a little shout out from Twitter. She's got the killer Thanks. background. She does. It's a, it's a thing. I and love it so much. Samantha, I'm coming to you now. What's your fondest memory around Pittsburgh sports? Fondest memory. Um, of course, the Super Bowl against the Cardinals. San Antonio yes. Scoring that. I mean, Cardinals fans hate me because of that. <laughs> hate me because of that. Like, still are like he did not have two feet and I'm like let it go (laughs) (laughs) it took a while to even figure out and get the proper replay and camera angles to see that he actually had two feet down but he did yes and they still just refuse I'm like that does not change the game like if it helps you sleep better at night sure thing bud (laughs) yeah and and Morgan is it the same game for you or a different memory um yeah it's got to be that game because you were at the game yeah, yeah it, I mean, when I tell you the energy at that stadium, Ugh. like you can't match it. It was incredible. It was incredible. And it was mostly Steelers fans. And we were sitting with all Ugh. Steelers fans, made a few friends there that I still talk to to this day. <laughs> um, and nice. then we're on the opposite side of the field. And so when Santonio mm. caught it, we were like, mm. what t- what happened? Happen? And there was time, like, like took time to say if it happened it was, and you had to replay it. And yeah. I was on my knees praying. Like oh. when I tell you, I was like, God, I promise I will never ask. I lied to God that day because <laughs> <laughs> you've asked for things since then. I've asked for stuff. Um, but yeah, God, oh. that was such a good game. Or the, mm. honestly, the Green Bay Super Bowl was a great, great experience too. Yeah. We went to that mm. one too. So. I was at that one as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah so. well, it's not good for me. I was dating a Packers fan at that time. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry to hear, but at oh. least, at least their fans respect Steeler fans and Steeler fans respect True. Packer fans. Yeah. It was, it was one of the, the best multi ingrained two team tailgates experiences I've ever had. We had all took pictures with each other. We had a blast. Oh yeah. Yeah. So who also wants to know, I'll start with you, Samantha. What is the best stadium arena song to pump up the crowd? 
for me probably acdc like back in black I nice like that <laughs> nice morgan i feel i mean i it's got to be renegade <laughs> you like, think so we i mean we only have a t-shirt we sell saying oh mama on the website right <laughs> i like since we couldn't go into games this year i would play renegade on my phone every single game when the fourth quarter started i just played renegade like and if we're losing i was tweeting out like everyone play renegade on your phones yeah <laughs> so i feel like collectively you know we helped a little bit yes mm -hmm. jordan yeah, Renegade is a good one. I had that as my Sunday morning alarm for what? the season. Nice. What's the what's the Penn's um, big pump up say, song now? Yeah, uh, the Penguins' goal song is back to what it should have always been: "Party Hard." So that, <laughs> that gets, it's, yeah. not, it's not the same level of like build as Renegade. Yeah, but it's there's something about hearing that that just trips a wire in my brain and i'm like i'm gonna, I'm gonna run laps around my building <laughs> nice and uh morgan gonna start with you Kay stilly asks what is your go-to beverage during steeler games whatever makes it hurt the least <laughs> <laughs> so you're one of those people it's going to be beer maybe initially if the if it starts going the wrong way, you'll start going up to vodka drinks, maybe a martini, maybe <laughs> a straight to the Everclear. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, do you have a drink of choice? It's typically some type of seasonal beer since okay. it the season starts in pumpkin beer season. I, I mm. typically go with pumpkin, the southern yeah. tier pumpkin yep. beer. It's excellent. And yep. then as we work our way to Christmas, it's a Christmas beer. So it's, it's always beer though. I like, I consider other things for a second, but then I'm, I walk to my fridge and see all the beer in there and I'm like, okay, well, this is an easy <laughs> choice. Yes. Samantha. Um, yeah. My drink choices are all over the place. I typically have some sort of like a seasonal beer. I love sour beer. So that's usually, oh, yeah. I always have a bottle of Tito's, a bottle of champagne, some white claws. So I, it just, <laughs> Yeah. So if I start with something, I'm also like stupid superstitious. So if I'm drinking something and I'm like, Oh my God, we suck. Then I have to change my drink. Cause mm -hmm. you know, that's going to fix it. Yep. Right. It would, it will. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys watch always sunny in Philadelphia? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I used to live in Philly. I've so seen, yes, I've seen a few. There's <laughs> um, this episode of the second to most recent season ooh, and yeah. the one where the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and <laughs> Charlie has like these routines that he does every game day right uh -huh. and he i don't i'm not going to get into it because you I, you guys don't watch it but he basically gets super super injured and starts hallucinating that the players come to him and they say you need to do your routine we're not, we're going to lose if you don't do your routine your rituals and he was like it was hilarious and he gets blackout drunk and didn't even know the game happened <laughs> wasn't that yeah. what happened in that one yeah or he got yeah, hit in the head or something was in like a bear trap or yes. something <laughs> oh my god yeah it's a good episode it's a great show great great show, great show. um morgan i'm gonna start with the uh, jordan sorry i'm at your now this time uh starting with you slash steel wants to know what is your most prized stealer possession Ooh, i mean look behind her yeah, I know. I love, Wait, you, do you want to point to it? <laughs> I love I love my jerseys. I feel like 
honestly, my most prized possessions are the Sports Illustrateds that I own from the 2005, 2006. Awesome. Like, awesome. That I got those when they were released. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I can't replicate. Like, mm-hmm. so to have all of those, like it, they're, they're just really cool and special and just a time capsule of that season. And it was cool because each week the Steelers were featured on mm-hmm. the, the, the Sports Illustrated, which was really, they really did cool. It like, they did yeah. it based on was it regional? location. Okay. Right? Yeah, it was regional. Yeah, I think yeah, so, yeah. So, so they did have uh, a Sports Illustrated every week for the Steelers. Until and they won the Super Bowl, awesome. obviously, yeah. And then <laughs> national, but yeah. yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Morgan? Uh it's got to be something that like one day my dad will give me. Like mm-hmm. he has a ton of signed stuff. He has a ton of like from like seventies players, like Dwight White. Elsie was a family friend, so we got him wow. stuff. Um, yeah. Should be a hall of famer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I, mean, I could do a yeah. whole episode talking about yep. how does he crime against humanity that it he's is. not in the hall of fame. Like yep. I don't understand that at all. <clears throat> um. But Mean Joe, like all of it, he's got stuff from. Wow. I will one day own all of it. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm not excited for that day, but yeah, eventually. Yeah. Very cool. Samantha? Um, same. My dad has an entire room of stuff. It's now mm. like it used to be cute and like everything was up on the wall or on shelves. It's now become such an issue. He wants to move it into like the living area of their house. And my mom's like, absolutely not. <laughs> There's no more room in his office for it. (laughs) It's just now like a collective pile of stuff that's growing in the middle. And I'm like, what are you doing with that? But yeah, a lot of seventies players. Um, like two years ago, my dad accidentally (sighs) bought me, um, two jerseys that he thought were youth size and they're men's XL. (laughs) Hey dad. Um, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you did that on purpose. It wasn't one, it was two, but. So it's like the, the neck hole goes over your shoulders and just drops right off of you. Dress there, both <laughs> dresses, like you could wear them with boots. No problem, <laughs> well, can you, can you cinch them up though and make them stylistically like look decent? Probably, yeah. Okay. They, I think I gave one of, like one was a Joe Hayden and then yeah. the other one was a Devin Bush. And I gave one of them to my brother because what am I just going to do with two? But the third one he bought yeah. me was a jack lambert signed one so that one i still haven't got framed but it's hanging up so that's awesome yeah nice we got a quick shout out for drink iron city saying thank you to all involved for doing this girl or boy we all rock as steelers fans so thank you very much for the support there off of steelernation.com forum from drink iron city we appreciate you man uh now we've got a couple questions here online from twitter and different sources youtube um Numal asks from YouTube, who is your favorite quarterback in this draft class? If you have one, Morgan, I will start with you. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, and it's far and away, and it's not even close. No. Samantha? Yeah, I mean, if you don't say Trevor Lawrence, I feel like there's something wrong. Yeah, Jordan? (laughs) So does he mean, like, favorite quarterback overall or favorite quarterback that the Steelers might pick? Because that was – that's that true. was how I took the question. Okay. And that's true. Yeah. Cause yeah. obviously Trevor Lawrence is <clears throat> the one top of the, the, the yeah. biggest names to be available at quarterback in the draft in a long time. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's the best available, but I've, I've seen Trey Lance, his name floating around a lot 
in mm. regards to the Steelers. And I've even seen okay. like it's a reach, but Justin Fields, like mm. I I don't really pay attention to college football a whole lot. Like this is where I start to sort of look at names and and possibilities and things, but I I get way too attached way too easily. Yeah. So I it's draft night for me. And that's when I'm, I'm locked in and mm-hmm. I can finally be like, okay, these are, these are our guys and yeah. I'm all in on them. But I, I think obviously Trevor Lawrence is the top in this mm-hmm. draft class, but when it comes to the Steelers, I feel like either one of those two names would potentially be a good fit. If the Steelers, if they're available at our pick and if, the Steelers choose to go quarterback. Yeah. And we have a Lucas sighting now on Morgan's uh, camera. Mm-hmm. So everybody there's Luke. tail. <laughs> hi. Hello. Say hi. And uh, Samantha, we've got another question. If we do in from JP on Twitter, if we do in fact lose Bud to free agency, do you feel Alex Highsmith can be as impactful as Bud was? Um, I think I talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. Alex Highsmith is so impressive. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Just can't even believe the way that he stepped up last season. Um, Bud has big shoes to fill. So do I expect him to step into that role and be able to like perform the same level that Bud was? No, but do Mm -hmm. I think that he could have possible higher potential than Bud? I will stick my neck out there and say, yes, Mm -hmm. I do. I think you're right because we, we even mentioned earlier that Bud Dupree looked like he might be a flop in his mm-hmm. first year. Starting so out, he, yeah. He, yeah, he, he had a very slow start to his career, mm-hmm. and now he's incredible, and yeah. we're seeing his talent showcased every single week. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Alex Highsmith came out in his rookie season and performed as well as he did, filling in for a guy of Bud Dupree's caliber, I think that speaks volumes to the fact that he could potentially exceed Bud's ability. I think you're right, Sam. And nice. he's working with TJ Watt. Like how right. can, like, who who better to learn from than TJ <laughs> yeah. Watt? So just and uh JL Money also asks Morgan, how can our O line improve by next year? Blow it up. Blow it up. Draft, I assume. <laughs> More realistically. Yeah. Um, I really hope with two out of our first three picks, we go tackle and center. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I, I know a lot of people like Hassenauer at center. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Okay. Personally, yeah. I think that we, Luca's, Luca agrees. <laughs> yes. Um, I think that we will be better off if we can draft a high caliber center um, mm-hmm. and develop him and I know we need a tackle. Yeah. Um, I have faith in Banner. Mm-hmm. Um, I do too. Yeah. I think that he's going to be great. So I think that we're about 60% there. Yeah. Um, we need guys who are going to be capable and excel at blocking for the run. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. Um, because I know in a Matt Canada offense, we're not just going to run every play out of the shotgun. It's yeah. not going to happen. Even yep. if Ben wants that, Ben returns and thank God. Yeah. Um, so we need physical big linemen who uh, can block for the run behind and hopefully a, 
a running back who will take advantage of that. Um, I think James Conner could, but mm-hmm. he's a free agent. You know, we're only going to keep a few of them. So um, whether that's Najee Harris, like people seem to want, or if it's James Conner or Aaron Jones or, you know, whoever's in the news this week as the Steelers are potentially interested in bringing in and free agency. Um, it's definitely got to be uh, kind of a rebuild on the yeah. line. Yeah. When Any Chauncey other- left, I mean. Yeah. No yeah, brainer. now's the time to do it. I think that Banner and Dotson are the only ones that should be untouchable, in my opinion. Exactly. Dotson is, like, Dotson was Love so... Dotson impressive and the fact that we got him as late as we did we're looking at a draft that is yes the fourth round right we're looking at a draft that is very deep for offensive line awesome this is the perfect time then for us to draft exactly like Chauncey left at a good time like we're having some line turnover at a good time um I don't think Big Al is coming back Mm -hmm. um Oh, no, I agree. Whoops. Yeah, he, he'd be too tough, to, I think, uh, price-wise to have to re-sign a left tackle that, Exa- that, that many exactly. years. Exactly, so. yeah. I don't, um, th- I don't even think they should bring back Filer. I think he should be I gone. agree. Yeah. I agree completely. Um, I have a lot of opinions on that line, and uh. I, I never – okay, you need to calm down. <laughs> he does too. Yeah. Um, but you're right, exactly right. Banner and Dotson are the two that yep. don't touch them. And DeCastro as well. We, we I mean, we're stepping over him a little bit, but you know the thing about DeCastro that mm-hmm. that I struggle with is he's got so much talent, mm-hmm. and we obviously know that. You see a little bit of lost fire in him this year, mm-hmm. and or lost maybe passion for the game. And I don't know um, if there's something else going on, and if there is, I'm praying for him, and I hope that whatever he's experiencing, he gets through. But um, yeah. <laughs> He could be sharing sentiments with Pouncey because Pouncey kind of expressed that in his right. uh, in his retirement announcement and and the string of press releases that followed. He just said, "This isn't worth it anymore for you're, me to keep mm. putting exactly my body right. on the line." Yeah, yeah. I, exactly I feel right. like DeCastro's kind of at the same spot. Yeah. I've been saying that all season, but the thing is, is if he's not going to make that call himself, I don't expect the Steelers to. So mm-hmm. it's got to be something that he decides that he yeah. wants because I don't think the Steelers are going to are going to part with DeCastro at this time. It's mm-hmm. going to be no. It's going to be Big Al. I hope Filer. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope Dotson and Banner. Banner has earned that spot, and it's his mm-hmm. to lose. Yeah. People are kind of on the fence about him because we only saw him in what one, one game. Two? Yeah, a part of a game. It was that that Giants yeah. game was the only one he played in. But right. he was he was he doing a good job. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But I loved what I saw from him. He's worked his ass off to get mm-hmm. where he is. Yes. It's his job to lose. Nice. If you ask me. And uh Yin's Nation Sport also adds Josh Myers out of Ohio State as a good center. They could probably take him in the second or third. They say he's a great run blocker. So always good to get that. more information because I'm not I'm with the with the rest of you. I don't get really into mm-hmm. the uh, getting through the draft stuff until past free agent start of free agency. Then April, I start really tearing into the draft stuff. Yeah. So any, anybody else have anything else to add on the line, Samantha, Jordan? Um, not so much even on, on the line, but I think with our veteran players, maybe not feeling that same passion. I think this season was difficult, even starting out 11 and 0, but with COVID, right. They mm. weren't allowed to be around their friends and family. 
that had to be so hard. I mean, they already sacrificed so much playing yeah. football yeah. and then leading up to it, right. <laughs> they're not allowed to, they're isolated in a hotel room doing COVID yeah. testing before and after that has to be, you know, drawing a line in their, their mind all the time. Like, mm-hmm. do I want to do this anymore. And at least for me, I'm hoping that the Castro's fall off for me, was kind of twofold. I felt that he, well, he started off the season playing a little banged up. And I think that was when uh, Wisniewski was starting in his place and got hurt in that game as well. Um, came back and wasn't really 100%. And then it seemed like he was playing on an island because he had Chooks, who was a new tackle to his right. Pouncey also wasn't playing the way Pouncey were, were used to seeing Pouncey mm-hmm. play. So it seemed to me like he felt like he might have had to do too much this year. So I'm, I'm hoping that with a little bit more you know, congruency within the line. If everybody stays the same, if there's not a lot of people coming in and out that it will help out his game, because I know that he has the potential to be great. Hopefully he can return to form. Mm-hmm. And with a new coach, yeah. um, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see what happens there as well, because um, I have opinions about Sarah not getting that job done. Mm-hmm. And yes. um, so I'm excited to see what happens with a new guy at the helm and an assistant. Mm-hmm. Nice. Randy, Judy, uh, we answered the what is your earliest Steelers memory earlier in the show. Please go back to SteelerNation.com as late as 10 o'clock tonight. All the podcast stuff will be up or rewatch any of these lovely feeds across our platforms in video form here on YouTube as soon as we finish up here in the next few minutes. Uh, Final question looks like it's going to be a fun one from Craig here on Twitter. Going to start with you, Samantha. Which Pittsburgh team will be the best for the next five years? Oof. Why does he hate me? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we're going off of the Pirates, Penguins, and Steelers. Which one do you think will be the best? Not the Pirates, that's for sure. That's <laughs> I guess you, you could even go with the, with the Pitt uh, Panthers too if you want to yeah, go uh, football yeah. for college. I don't know. That's so hard. Um, we're we have twenty free agents right now. Like I feel like that's not fair. Like can it's you ask tough. Question after agency's <laughs> over and after the draft. Yeah. Part wants to just say Pittsburgh, like the Steelers, of course. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's true anymore. I think it's going to take us a couple of years mm-hmm. to get back to anywhere. What we even saw this season of going 11 and 0 and then just falling off a cliff. But yeah. Morgan, your thoughts? Um, like Jordan knows, I don't know hockey that well. Um, mm-hmm. So I wouldn't feel like I was doing anyone any service saying mm-hmm. that I think that. It would be the pens or wouldn't be the pens, but yeah. I do know baseball and I do know football. And my dad calls me the eternal optimist for a reason. <laughs> so I'm going to say the Steelers. A lot of people are saying yeah. that uh, it's looking bleak for the next several years for the Steelers. And I don't necessarily disagree that there's going to be a lot of change and with change comes uncertainty, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but I think that we have a lot of, pieces remaining intact that are vital to the operation and i don't think that we're gonna fall off a cliff like everyone seems to believe yes um even if we do lose a handful of these free agents the thing about the steelers that's so great is we seem to always find a way to compete yes always my tomlin told chase young i quote i quoted this like two weeks ago but he told him i never want to play bad enough to draft a guy like you and I mean, I don't see us going below eight and eight. And if you think, mm-hmm. if you think eight and eight is bad in this competitive of a league, I mean, it's not the Steelers standard by any yeah. means, but yeah. if eight and eight is our floor, <laughs> are we really the, 
we're at least going to be better than the Pirates. Yeah. Your, your dog's saying the Browns are going to be better than the Steelers. I think he's that's so what mad. Is. Oh, my gosh. He yeah. Has to get off. That's fine. And Jordan, which team you know that you know Pittsburgh very well? All right. So here's here's my answer. I think the Penguins will start the best and decline over the, the next five years. I think the Pirates will start the worst and go on the up and up. And I think the Steelers will play the most consistent over the next five years Nice, because the NFL, there's a very, it's very easy to, to replace talent. It just, and draft and just plug guys in and play them right away. Yeah. And that's not saying it's an easy league to play in, but it's, it's a lot less difficult to find the guys that you need and build a team. And that's why I think the Steelers, even with all of the things like the drop off from Terry Bradshaw to Ben Roethlisberger, there were some dark years in there, but they were always consistently competitive, even with Neil O'Donnell and Cordell and Tommy Maddox, like Mm -hmm. they were always in the hunt. But when you, when you start looking at those minor league teams and those farm teams and Mm -hmm. like, the and they've made some good moves this off season so far i've seen them bring in some some quality talent i personally yeah. tyler anderson is a friend of mine and he's he's a good pitcher i saw they signed him the other day so there's they're doing they're doing room. everything right right now because the the big frustration with the pirates under bob nutting has been that they've never really seemed to commit to a full rebuild but they haven't committed to going all in yeah, And now is as painful as it was to watch them trade away really great guys like Josh Bell and Joe Musgrove. Mm. They needed to do that so that they could fill their prospect pool and stack their farm teams so that they can start to develop those guys and build around the younger talent like he, Brian Hayes, yeah. and even maybe Brian Reynolds, if they're willing to keep him around. So I really, I really do think that, the, the MLB is just a crapshoot and mm-hmm. Rob Manfred is just jacking it up beyond recognition. And with the, the lack of a salary cap and salary floor, it's just a mess. Yeah. So it, the pirates and smaller market teams really need to be smart if they want to be competitive and they have a very small window to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that over the course of the next five years, we could see the pirates become competitive mm-hmm. with the decline uh, of the careers of Sidney Crosby and Malkin and Latang. Mm-hmm. Like whenever they ride off into the sunset, it's going to be bleak for yeah. the penguins for a while because Jim Rutherford did nothing to help them out with their draft picks and prospects. So mm-hmm. I, I think that that's, those are the the three separate trajectories of each Pittsburgh yes. sports team. Would I love to be wrong about the Penguins specifically? Yeah, I would. But I just, unless Ron Hextall can like really turn things around with their, their drafting and their trading for prospects, I, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't see that. I don't see things looking up for them. So they really have to go, go in to win it over the next three to five years. Yeah. 
And I'm old enough to remember back when Hextall was the most aggressive goalie in the NHL for the Flyers. It was amazing to watch. And I was a big Flyers fan back then at the time, too, because uh, I was right before the Pit- Pittsburgh Penguins got their run when they drafted Lemieux. So it was a really fun time mm. that talk it and everybody back on that team. But yeah, wow. Yeah. So thanks a lot, ladies, for sharing. I mean, great stuff coming up. I know we got Brooke Pryor coming up for your next show. Your next show will be when? Thursday at 8.15 Eastern time. Yes. Excellent. Steeler Nation, check out across all of our platforms, 8.15 Eastern time on Thursday. We will have Brooke Pryor from Sports Illustrated here talking with our ladies about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and nobody knows it as well as Brooke Pryor. She is in on all of the meetings, all the practices. She's an amazing follow on Twitter as well. So any other um, interviews lined up for the future? Um, I don't think we have any that are lined up, but we definitely mm-hmm. have an idea of where we want to go in this, like, I'll mm-hmm. say, like, first segment. And we even have mm-hmm. had, like, ideals for a second segment. So, excellent. We- yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, plans. Yeah. We're looking forward to those plans come to fruition. You girls are awesome to talk to. Great to get to know you. It has been my pleasure to get to know each of one of you. I mean, I know we text back and forth and I know I get to talk Jordan a little bit more, but Samantha, Morgan, Jordan, thank you very much for your time. I know we ran a little long, but hey, <laughs> well, we got to get fun. to know everybody. Nothing it's, wrong with that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, thanks so any, much. Any, any time. And Steeler Nation, follow these the Yinsher's podcast on social media. Instagram is at Yinsher's official. Y-I-N-Z-H-E-R-S-O-F-F-I-C-I. A-A-L, on Twitter and Facebook at Yins Hers, Y-I-N-Z-H-E-R-S. YouTube is the same as our podcast. That's youtube.com backslash Steeler Nation. Uh, I want to go through quickly here, too, to get your individual handles from you. And when you do that, too, please just take a chance and throw it in the chat box so I can get everything up on the page. Uh, Samantha, could you please start? Yeah, um, so my Twitter is Samantha X James, and then my Instagram is Samantha X James underscore at the end. Perfect. And Morgan, how do we follow you? Uh, Tokyo X Mo on Twitter and MMM Erzo, U-R-T-S-O on Instagram. Perfect. Jordan. I am Fidge Newton on both Twitter and Instagram, F-I-D-G-E. Perfect. Steal a nation. We have... Perfect resources, excellent resources. I know all the ladies of Steeler Nation now are going to be excited and getting into this too, even more so. And congratulations too for starting this incredible pioneering trip of being an all-female-led sports fan-based podcast. It couldn't be better equipped with three other people. So thank you very much for all that you do for Steeler Nation, and I love it. Thank you. Thank Thank you. No worries. And Steeler Nation ladies, today we just launched these fantastic Yinsers hoodies and ladies cut tee designs. Use the code HEREWEGO, that's all caps, H-E-R-E-W-E-G-O for a 20% discount. Let's take a look over here. I think, can you girls see this on the, uh, Mm -hmm. on the screenshot? Okay, great. I, I think I threw it down somewhere. I don't know which one of my windows has this currently open. I can't find it. There it is. I found it. Now I can scroll. From Shenango Valley Clothing Store. Look at these awesome designs that we have here. Yenzer's podcast logos. You can get t-shirts. They're female cut t-shirts. You can get hoodies. We got four awesome designs on here. Well, three, two are repeated, but I, I know that we're super happy to have them. 
Check it out. You can also check out our other things. I know Morgan was wearing her six-pack shirt that she got off of Steeler Nation. Samantha's wearing her Steeler Nation shirt she got off the website. So come on over to SteelerNation.com on the gear page. Check out. Click on these wonderful designs and be sure to gear up for your Steeler Nation tailgates, virtual tailgates, and just to show off to all, all your family and friends where you get the coolest stuff. Read our great articles at SteelerNation.com. Tweet us at SteelerNation. Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. Follow the Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore SN podcast. I can be followed on Instagram and Twitter at SN striker, striker spelled with a Y. Thank you very much for joining us on the SteelerNation.com podcast sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Stryker, with the ladies of Yin's Her Podcast, Yin's Her's Podcast, correction, Jordan DeFiggio, Morgan Erzo, and Samantha James, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers! Steelers.